Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melissa C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Monday, August 9th. This is a 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 77, the first paragraph beginning on the third line, with our real purpose is to fit through the conclusion of the paragraph ending, then in our talk of spiritual discoveries. And comments are on these specific lines. Today's readers are 12 Steps, Sam S., 12 Traditions, Esther F., readers of the text, Harlan G., Marge O., and Rick J. The reference numbers for Sunday, August 8th, uh, is one seven five one two. That's one seven five one two. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I will now ask Sam S. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, Melissa. Thanks for leading. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us 
and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks. Thanks, Sam. Okay, I will now ask Esther F. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Esther. Good morning, Melissa. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OE unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. Thank you, Esther. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. And today, we resume our study of the big book. We're on page 77, first paragraph, beginning on the third line with our real purpose is to fit through the conclusion of the paragraph ending then in our talk of spiritual discoveries and comments will be on these specific lines. And I will now ask Harlan G. to begin reading for us. Good morning, Harlan. Good morning, Melissa, and thank you for your service, and thank you to Team Monday for making this magnificent meeting possible. 
I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. It is seldom wise to approach an individual who still smarts from our injustice to him and announce we have gone religious. In the prize ring, this would be called leading with the chin. Why lay ourselves open to being branded fanatics or religious bores? We may kill a future opportunity to carry a beneficial message, but our man is sure to be impressed with a sincere desire to set the wrong—excuse <laughs> me—to set right the wrong. He is going to be more interested in a demonstration of goodwill than in our talk of spiritual discoveries. Uh, again, I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale. And this paragraph is pure Oxford group. The first line of this para- of, of, of what we're reading today, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us, is a quintessential line of the book. And Bill Wilson came under fire in the Oxford group many times because the Oxford groupers wanted Bill to go get Wall Street people and have them join. And he kept saying, my job is to sober up drunks. And they'd say, Bill, are you being maximum? And he'd say yes, and they would disagree with him. How do I be of maximum service to God and the people about me? Well, the first thing I need to be is abstinent. And the second thing I, and and the other thing I need to be is demonstrating the principles. How do I demonstrate the principles? What are the principles? The principles are the steps. And in this ninth step, which is what we're talking about right now, I am taking my program out into the world of people who are not in recovery, who are not in these meetings. And I am demonstrating before God and all of his children that I am willing to set right the matters that I have set wrong through my character defects, the money that I took from people that I didn't make good on, the lies that I told, the gossiping, the backstabbing, all of the things that were driven by the character defects of selfishness, self-seeking, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, all of the damage that I saw in my steps six and seven, all of the things that I did to hurt people that are being reviewed in step eight are now being amended in step nine. I don't have to go into a person that I've recently hurt and say I've gone religious. What this paragraph is telling me is I, they are going to be more interested in a demonstration of goodwill. In other words, I am going to show my contrition for the wrongs that I did. I am going to admit my mistakes, and I'm going to pay them back the money. I'm going to right the wrong. We don't apologize to the Constitution. We amend the Constitution. And what that means is we change it, we alter it, we repair it. We do these things with a pure heart, and I need step 10 behind me so I will do this. And that's why I need steps 10 so desperately here. And it says in step 10, we vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past, not afterwards. Otherwise, I'll be too scared to do this. Then in our talk of spiritual discoveries, I'm going to do more than words. 
I'm going to show more than words. My time is up, and I'm just going to conclude with this. Thank God Bill Wilson didn't just go get Wall Street people. Thank God he actually went out and was of maximum service by trying to help drunks. Otherwise, I'd be dead. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan, for getting us started. Okay. Um, before I open up the lines for sharing, I want to remind us all that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So today is Monday, meaning if you shared on Thursday or Friday, we ask that you, you know, refrain in order that others might share their experience too. And with that, who would like to share? Katie G. from Boston. Katie. Yes, I did not get either of them. Kelly Teresa S. P. Kelly S. Who else was Teresa there? P. Janet B. Janet. Nessa. Nancy L. Nancy L. Nancy P. All righty. So let me see. I th- I'm going to stop there. So I've got Katie G, Kelly S, Teresa P, Janet B, Nessa, Nancy L, and Nancy P. All righty. Katie G, would you please get us started? Good morning, Melissa. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Katie G, Recovered in Boston. You know, someone pointed out to me recently that it is not, my real purpose is not to be of maximum service to God and to those around me. It's to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and the people about me. Why is that important? Because when I learned that the promises were available at the end or halfway through the amends process, I was like, have at it. Get my amends done. And I approached my mom. And you know what? Fitting myself to be of maximum service, so being suitable, healthy, strong, and proper to my mom meant backing off. I made the approach. I asked if I could make the amend. She did not respond. She did not want to talk to me. And that means honoring her. It doesn't mean honoring my ego that wants to get on the line this morning and say, I have completed all my amends and there are no amends, right? It's fitting myself to be of maximum service. And I have made a lot of mistakes because I have wanted to be of maximum service. And this is where I love the previous speaker mentioned step 10, like connectivity with God. Like the amends process is about changing my behaviors. It's not about feeling better. Like y'all know from hearing me talk about amends, I've had many people look at me and say, yes. This one woman looked at me and she said, yes, you have a lot of goals, but you don't have a lot of people skills. And I started snot nose messy crying. This was like eight years ago. Start, asked God to remove it, um, called someone, snot nose messy crying, right? And then I started laughing because it's true. I have no people skills. I'm an addict, right? I'm selfish, self-centered, dishonest, and afraid. And I need to learn how to have people skills. So thanks be to God to people who tell me the truth. And, um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't tell people I'm going on this amend process because I'm going to eat if I don't. Um, I really, if somebody approached me like that, and I was smarting at them, I'm not sure that I'd really want to talk to them because, you know, I I just, 
language is so important. And if I've learned anything, it's the importance of talking to recovered people before I make amends each and every time. And I have proven to myself time and time again, the amends that have not gone well have been because I really haven't been in it to amend. I've been in it to feel better. And that's not what this is about. So God, please help me fit myself to be of maximum service to you and to those around me. And with that, I do pass. Thank you, Katie. Thanks. Okay, next up is Kelly S., and Kelly will be followed by Teresa P. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, Melissa. It's Kelly S., recovered compulsive eater and bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, always grateful to be on the line, and a couple of really good shares. I already heard some stuff I need to hear today. Um, so a couple things here is, you know, I know a lot of those, myself included, grew up in an uh, alcoholic rageaholic home and um, I was apologized to a lot um, as a child but nothing changed you know there was no demonstration of goodwill in any of those uh, apologies Uh, there was no real amends so this was a really important step for me and um, you know so our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service I don't know about you guys but I've always wondered what is my real purpose right well little did I know because I always thought it was just to feel better and that's such a great reminder these steps are not just to feel better, it's to be uh, of service to God and others. Anyway, the point that really stepped, the thing that really stood out to me is about the demonstration of goodwill. It's about the change. And when I was reading that yesterday, getting ready for this paragraph today, um, I was thinking about that word demonstration. And I was thinking about it's back in um, There's a Solution. It's on page 19, and it talks about, a much more important demonstration of our principles lies as, lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. So the, the book is telling us all through it, this is all about the transformation, the change. You know, yes, it says right here, elimination of drinking is the beginning. And now we're working the steps and we're beginning this change, right? And we're going to start showing up in our lives differently, people. That's how we're going to be of service to show people that this program works, these steps work. I've been around these rooms forever, and I went through these steps. Like I tell you guys, it wasn't until about six years, six years ago I did a formal direct amends. I know it sounds crazy, but I answered a lot of questions in booklets, right? What I didn't do is that I was studying the steps. I was reading about the steps, but I wasn't applying these principles. I wasn't demonstrating this. I wasn't transforming. I wasn't taking this out into my life. You know, I wasn't making these amends, you know, directly. And I wasn't demonstrating it in any way, but I was checking off the boxes. And so today, I'm so grateful that I'm getting this message, and it's about the transformation and how do I do that. I put the food down, and I go to God, and I work these steps. These steps are getting me to God. The steps aren't going to fix me. God is my solution. God is my power. But these steps, these principles, this work that I'm doing, they're opening that up so I can have this transformation, and I can have that relationship with God so I can be fitting myself to maximum service, and I can show the world that this program really does work and that God really is the solution. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Melissa. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly S. Okay, next up is Teresa P., and Teresa will be followed by Janet B. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning. I'm Teresa P., a recovered compulsive overeater in California, and one, one more time, another really great 
uh, paragraph, and I get, what's my real purpose? Because uh, I need to know that, and not only need to know that, I need to be reminded of that, not just on a daily basis, but throughout the day, because, uh, and it talks about being of maximum service to God, because, you know, I hate to admit this, but I, I really find my maximum service, I mean, my my uh, my purpose, I think, is like, how can I get comfortable? You know, I want to look holy and good and stuff. But, gee, bottom line is, is I'm trying to get comfortable. And a lot of things uh, that uh, being of service, maximum service to God, aren't comfortable. And I've had to go through a number of them this past weekend and, and still get to. Uh, and in those making those amends, and it's, 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 you know, just God really does have a sense of humor because I've I've uh, completed a four step and you know and well I'm going through the steps again and and uh, getting to make amends and, and then they crop up. <laughs> it's just like I think I'm being so good I'm working this program and then I find out oh well you know there's just little areas there's areas there's lots of areas where I'm deficient and the stuff comes up and it and it came up this, this past weekend with situation with uh, family members you know those people I've hurt most. And uh, one is one is sick and having problems, and so you know. And I get to realize, you know, there's times where he can do things and times where he can't. And you know, and I just get to learn. And we're both getting older, and that makes it so challenging because I'm not what I used to be. He's not what he used to be. But what can we do? You know, and then we need help. And so I get to reach out to, you know, our our sons and daughters and uh and then I'm you know uh, amazed at the responses and sometimes not happily and you know it's just what it is and I just get to be as honest as I can be you know and because uh, it's all about the secrets man you keep all the secrets of the family well now I get to say problem happening and I'm having problems with this too and then just allow people to be who they are and be grateful for all that they're doing of what, what they can do. And they got boundaries, man. They're saying, well, I can't do that. And they're like, wow. I mean, gee, I've come to think that I used to do that too. And, and it's all okay because I'm not in this alone and never have been because God is at my side. It's always, well, God is inside me and always has been. And by the way, is inside everybody else the way I believe it and, and helping everybody. And it's not about, uh, it's not about, I cannot make any results. What I get to do is footwork. And in order to do footwork, the first thing I need to do is listen. So it's not about Hi, my friend. doing the voice. Thank you. It's about listening to what God is telling me to do, which he tells me through other people. Thank you for letting me share my path. Thank you, Teresa A. Okay, next up is Janet B., and Janet will be followed by Nessa. Good morning, Janet. Hi, good morning, Melissa. This is Janet B., recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. So I'm looking at the lines here. So first, we we're trying to put our lives in order. Okay, but they say, but that's not an end in itself. There's a shift. And then it goes to my real purpose is to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. It reminds me of like, Dorothy at the beginning, she's in black and white, and then things become in color. And that was kind of how it was with me. Not a great analogy, but when I first started, it was like I was doing this because 
I was afraid. If I didn't do this, I would end up binging. I remember calling my sponsor, waiting for the clock to hit nine o'clock, being terrified, just like, what if I've done something wrong? And, you know, what if my sponsor drops me? And being so careful that not one single word of dishonesty came out of my mouth because I knew that would get me in trouble. I was just, you know, I just wanted to get my life in order. I was doing everything to get my life in order. But then something changed. As I went through this process, I stopped being afraid. I stopped being afraid of the food. I stopped being afraid that if I made one false step, I would go back into my old way of living and relating to people, which was a nasty, horrible human being. And then there was a change. And then I didn't, I changed from running from food to running toward an enhanced relationship with God and being able to serve others. And that's exactly what our program tells us what we're supposed to do, right? On page 84, it says, we've entered the world of the spirit, our next function. So it tells me, okay, after I cleaned up the past, there's a next. And it's to grow in understanding and effectiveness. And what a beautiful purpose it was. It is. I, like probably most of us, used to sit here saying, why am I here? What's my purpose? Why am I even here in this world? And now I have a purpose. And I believe my purpose is to help God in his search and rescue missions for other compulsive eaters and be a small part of the miracle of recovery he wants. I no longer do this because my hair is on fire and I'm running from food. I'm doing this because I genuinely want to be of more service to God and to my fellows. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Janet B. Okay, next up is Nessa R. And Nessa will be followed by Nancy L. Good morning, Nessa. Hi, good morning. Good morning, vision for you. It's Nessa Carr. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Happy to be back at this meeting. I was away for almost three weeks uh, with no ability to access the meeting. Uh, so it's good to be back. And when I read this, uh, this paragraph this morning or this line this morning, two things jump out at me. One is to fit myself. And how do I fit myself? This is what the previous uh, pages have been teaching me. You know, I fit myself by working these steps every day of my life in entire abstinence. And it also brings back the, or conjures up the, the concept of, of, uh, of fitness. You know, like in, in physical fitness, you know, I have to work out my muscles on a consistent basis and then I become fit. But if I stopped, if I stop working out those muscles, I'm going to become unfit, which, uh, actually happened to me uh, just now because I didn't go to the gym for three weeks. So I'm kind of, um, kind of regressed a bit. And, and this is what happens. And it happens too also with uh, spiritual fitness. Um, and the muscles that I, that I work on are spiritual muscles, which I work through the, uh, through the, through the steps, 12 steps in, in entire abstinence. And, you know, thank God, um, this doesn't, um, this doesn't, uh, this didn't happen over the past few weeks. I work my program as I always do when, when I'm home. And um, oh, something that I wanted to say, um, and oh, how do I know when I'm fit? Because um, I recover and the food is no longer an issue. Food is neutral and food is no longer calling me. 
The other thing that I wanted to say is that this recipe of serving God and helping others, this is the recipe for happiness. And to me, this was like a major, major uh, revelation because I spent my whole entire life pursuing my happiness, which in my book meant that things had to be a certain way. All the pieces of the puzzle had to be right. Everybody had to do the role that they were meant to do and do the things that they were supposed to do the way they were supposed to do them. And when that didn't happen, I pressed on those puzzle pieces harder and harder and harder. And, you know, some of those puzzle pieces actually broke and I was never happy. And, uh, you know, now in recovery, when I, uh, my focus is on serving God and helping others, I am actually truly happy. Um, you know, that's why I've heard it say that uh, uh, nothing stands in the way of happiness more than the pursuit of happiness because the pursuit of happiness is by definition selfish it's what would make me happy what i want um instead of um how can i be of service to other people and having a really meaningful meaningful life which is what this program fits me to be and i am glad to be there you know i just spent um you know three weeks with my family 24 seven being nonstop of, of service. And it was an amazing vacation, not because uh, we did what I wanted and, and I got what I wanted, but because my motives were in the right place, which means um, serving God and helping others. And uh, with that, I pass. Good to be back. Bye. Thank you, Nessa. Thanks so much. Okay, next up okay, is Nancy L. And then Nancy oh. will be followed by Nancy P. Good morning, Nancy L. Good morning. This is Nancy L. and I live in LaGrange, Georgia. I am a compulsive overeater, recovering one day at a time. Um, <clears throat> this paragraph uh, has brought back some very strong memories for me because I grew up with a mother who was a religious fanatic. Um, and my mother used religion to try to control me and to discipline me in every way she used her religion uh she didn't she didn't show much spiritual spirituality in her life but she used it and i learned that god and religion was like a drug for my mother um but thanks to this program I was able to forgive her for all her uses of religion, uh, which today is very important to me, but not to talk about it to everybody. Today is my spirituality is important to me so I can walk, as AA says, walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, I don't only talk the talk, but I walk the walk. Um, and I think that's the only way that I can demonstrate goodwill in my program. Um, to fit myself, to fit myself to be of benefit, I have to realize it's more what I do than what I say. Um, and people are, are listening to what I do and see if that matches what I say. So I feel like I learned a lesson from my mother, even though it was a very negative lesson. God has turned my higher power, has turned that negative experience into a way that I can be useful 
I can be useful in service to God. And I learned that by a negative situation that I lived in. Um, but today, when I make amends, I don't talk about my religion. I hope that I show my spiritual, my spirituality and the love that I have for my people that I've offended and the love that I have for my higher power. Um, and my amends have more than anything else. It's gone into living amends. I had to go and make amends to my mother who had harmed me probably more than anybody else in the world has harmed me. But I had to go make amends to her because of my attitude and my reactions to her. And I was able to give this woman a hug and to say, I love you, Mom. And I never received a hug back, and I never received a statement of, I love you. But, you know, today, that's okay. I was able to forgive this this lady. Thank you. I was able to forgive and go on with my life because of this program. So my time's up. I thank you for being here. Thank you for your service. And I thank everyone for your shares. They've been so special today. They always are. But today, they're very special. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Nancy L. So before I call on Nancy P., I'm just going to let everybody know exactly where we are again. Um, we are on page 77, first paragraph, beginning with the third line with um, our real purpose is to fit through the conclusion of the paragraph ending then in our talk of spiritual discoveries. And Nancy P. will go, and then I'll open up the lines again for more sharing. Good morning, Nancy. Nancy P., press star one. Hey, Melissa. I my phone had told me I was unmuted. It lied. Um, good morning. Thanks for letting me share. I'm glad I'm after Nancy L because Nancy's have to stick together. Anyways, so step nine, this is real action. This is the last of the skill set that I needed to learn in order to ensure that I would remain surrendered, stay spiritually awake so that I can gain spiritual experience. In the fourth step, I made my list. It was just a list. It didn't scare me because it was only a list. I'm not afraid of my grocery list, so I wasn't afraid of the fourth step. And I read it out loud to someone, and that wasn't scary because I knew what I'd done. My conception of a power greater than myself knew what I had done, and my sponsor didn't care. She was only there to bear witness. And I agreed that I was ready to have my character defects removed in step six and asked that, to have that done from my buddy. And then I make another list you know, who to make these men's to. Not scary exactly, more like anticipating pain, which is a kind of fear, but bearable. Then I get to the ninth step. This is the actual amends. That's where I had to put my money where my mouth is. So all the other skill set, skills in steps four through eight is really prepping me to do this actual work in step nine. So step, so step nine to me really feels like the next most important thing after my surrender in the beginning. This is the third to last stop before I get to the Emerald City in step 12. It's, you know, step 12 is in sight when I do this. It isn't me at the bottom of this mountain looking at the impossible destination. 
And I also have always thought of amends as changes rather than um, apologies. So when I made my amends, I never once used the word sorry or apologize. I'd said those words, <clears throat> excuse me, so many times that they didn't even mean anything to me, never mind the people on whom I visited harm. Instead, I said what I did, and I said that I was not going to do it anymore, and I acknowledged the pain that I caused, and the only thing I asked was that if I could be reminded if I started to act that way again, if I could get a reminder, I was ready to begin again, and if I could be extended the generosity of the person to whom I was speaking. And I feel, I believe, that I have demonstrated real change. I haven't digressed into old behavior. And I know this because people come to me. They want to be with me. They don't, they don't roll their eyes. They don't turn away. They don't avoid me. So even though they don't say, hey, you know, my husband has never once said, honey, you are awesome. So much easier to be around you. No one says that to me. But instead, you know, I get my love notes from him, my, my single word encouragement from my husband. And my kids ask me to take them, you know, be with them and go places and do things with them. So that's the evidence that I know that my conception of a power greater than myself is working in my life. Impossible, impossible, impossible without these skill sets, these skills rather, that I, that I learned in four through eight and, and nine as well. So doing step nine gets rid of the last trace of the jaywalker, Jim, and Fred. And um, I'll take that bargain. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Nancy P. Okay, so I'm going to remind us again we're on page 77, the first paragraph, beginning on the third line with our real purpose is to fit through the conclusion of the paragraph, ending then in our talk of spiritual discoveries. And um, if you've shared, you know, last week on Thursday or Friday, I'm going to ask that you hang back. Otherwise, um, who would like to share? Carmela G. Linda T. Carmela, Linda. Julie R. Julie R. Morning. Leah S. Leah S. Anyone else? Okay, I'll take that as a no for now. So it's um, Carmela G, Linda D, Julie R, and Leah S. And um, good morning, Carmela. Good morning. Thank you all. Thank you, Melissa, for your service and everyone on the line who are sharing, listening, and doing service. Thank you so much. My name is Carmela G, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from New York. Um, this maximum service to God and to our fellows, our real purpose. I recently celebrated an anniversary um, and of recovery, and I was reflecting on how I was in the past, and everything I did. I did for self-gratification. Maximum service to me is not necessarily what I really want to do today, but 
It's listening. It's asking God every day, how? How can I be of service today? Show me. And the little whispers and the things, the the people he tells me to call, um, sometimes I don't have time and I ignore them. And then the people call me, other fellows. And it's like, wow, this is amazing stuff. But this, this is my higher power working. And yesterday I had a very strong urge to contact a fellow. And um, usually I text and say when's a convenient time. But no, the urge was so strong, the voice. And it had been over a couple of days that I just called out. And the person said, text back and said, may I call you later? And the reality was they truly needed to share something. And every time I've gotten this message, it's been the same. God is using me. I am willing to be of service. I am willing to put Carmela, self-will, self-righteousness aside and am willing to listen. And something happened to me recently, and I was sharing with someone, and I wondered why it happened. And and it was painful, and it, it was a physical injury, but... I said it caused me to have such humility because I needed to ask for assistance. And in program, I've realized nothing, nothing, as my fellows on the line say, is coincidence. God has his hand in it all, be it our suffering or be it our joy. And I am here to be open to it today. I wasn't for many, many years, but today I am willing to be open to it and to serve. And the experience I also had recently on forgiveness, someone who, yes, I made a verbal amends. Thank you so much. Um, But the forgiveness I felt in my heart was phenomenal, and that caused peace. And with that, I pass. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the day. Thank you. Thanks, Carmela. Okay, next up is Linda D., and Linda will be followed by Julie R. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. What a paragraph. Um, I'm so amazed and very grateful to be a recovered compulsive overeater. I... I'm struck by a maximum service to God. I know today my purpose on the earth, um, and that is to love, to love unconditionally. And if you think I know how to do that, I do not. I do not know how to do that. I'm human. And um, I didn't even know God was real. I do this, done the steps, I do the steps. Um, I do them like my hair's on fire. The fire's, you know, much lower, but I know my life is on the line. And um, and plenty of times I'm scared for what's going on globally or in my life or maybe in yours. 
but I know that I have a resource, and that is God. And for somebody that was an atheist, that is an amazing thing. I don't guess there's a God. I know there's a God, and I know I'm part of that. I know I have a soul. I know you do, and I care. I care a lot about you, whether I like you or not. And I care a lot about me, whether I like me or not. And that is something I could never accomplish without these steps. Do I get confused and lost? You bet. And gratitude that I sometimes have to force by saying, thank you, I can walk. Thank you, I can think. Thank you that I'm not dead uh, from COVID. Or whatever I have to come up with till I get to feeling gratitude. And then it plugs me right back in to my own soul. I think it's very important for me, and I think for other people, but they do whatever they want, uh, for me to be uh, humble, very humble, like a child, a very small child, two or three years old, before my own soul, and to listen to what I'm being told to do. And I talk out loud because my cats don't mind. Cats rarely do. Um, To talk out loud and say, what do you want? We just lost you, Linda. You had a few minutes, a few seconds. I don't know what that was. Could you hear me? Now I got you. I don't know. You just... Did you hear any of that? Absolutely, I did. It stopped when you were talking to your cats. <laughs> ah, well, you know, you have Don't to because in. they're the boss. Yeah. Um, I, I, I talk out loud to God just like a child. That's the one time, the one time I'm willing to be a child. Like, you know, I don't mean crabby or anything like that. I mean, like, humble, and I'm listening, and I will say out loud because the cats don't mind. Uh, what do you want me to do? And I will not like it. I don't have to like it. It's what I'm supposed to do. Is it mean? No. It'll get me out of trouble. I had a whole plan for today. I'm too sore to do it. I have groceries. Too bad. I can't do it. I fell last week. Oh, it was spectacular. You would have loved it. And um, I'm very sore. So, I've been guided to, I look great. I'm dressed, but I can't move. So I got to sit here and I'm so grateful. I'm so very grateful to be guided and I get to love me. I pass. Thank you. Thanks, Linda Day. Okay, next up is Julie R. And Julie will be followed by Leah S. Good morning, Julie. Hi. Hi, Melissa. Julie R. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in California. There's so many things that I have marked up in my big book, but, you know, the, of course, the first one, our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. So it's like right there, it's like if I am not being maximum service to God, I'm not going to have anything that anybody else wants um, because it's like, you know, I can do all these other things, you know, wake up in the morning, I have a million things to do, but if I don't sit, and still my mind and invite God in and ask God for direction. How do I be maximum service to my creator today, this morning, this afternoon? That's what I need to do every day. So then I have this power, right, that my God gives me 
so that I can be available for my husband, my boys, my sisters, my employer, my employees, and and of course, OA, right? Maximum service to you know to those that are still suffering. But it's it's not like it's all program. When I say program, you know that's such a loose term. You know I live a spiritual life, but I have family, friends. I have a huge OA network, and it's like how can I be a maximum service to them? Only through my Creator. Um, the next part when it talks about he is going to be more interested in a demonstration of goodwill than in our talk of spiritual discoveries. You know, how am I living? You know, yesterday was um, my husband and I's anniversary. And those of you know that I've had, you know, some things in my life that I, I wish I had never done. But we celebrated our anniversary. And the card that, that what my husband wrote on that card, he witnesses the transformation of my life. And I know it sounds funny, but it's not carrying my phone all the time. It's not um, answering the, going to answer the phone while we're watching a movie. It is me being there for him. And it just made me cry that we can have this much love after all the harms that I've created. And it's because of that demonstration in my home. But again, if I am not putting God first, then I'm not going to have a home. I'm not going to have kindness. And my sister, you, my sister who I'm not that close to, that I hurt with amends before, you know, we're not best friends, but I text her, I send her stuff, we talk maybe once or twice a month. That is a demonstration of the transformation that God continues to give me as long as I am doing this work. And um, I just want to say thank you for everybody. It's um, It's a great... My life is is so different today. We're leaving in a couple of hours to go to the beach for seven days. And what a gift, right? And it's like, yeah, you know, food is down. That's not an issue. You know, I got my food ready. But it's like, how can I demonstrate to my husband how much I love him? I do it through God. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you, Julie R. Thank you. Okay, next up is Leah S. Good morning, Leah Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you, everyone. Such a beautiful meeting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S. Recovered from Brooklyn. Our real purpose is to be of maximum service to God and to the people around us. You know, and doing step four and step five and six and seven and all all these steps still comes up who Leah is what Leia is, you know, I have a sense of what is right and what is wrong, and and I cannot, and I, I must not take other people's inventory. I need to do that. Be critical of Leia. What can I do that is right, that was not right on my part, and take responsibility for that? And as, as as much as it's below the dignity of Leia, or maybe even maybe even just like um, uh, uh, it's not right, it, it, you know the, the wrongs that were done were much more than than the right that I'm supposed to do. 
But that's not the point. That's not taking other people's. It's taking Leia's inventory. And Leia wants to recover from compulsive eating. Also, Leia needs to get along with people. I need to be able to speak to people and not with a heavy heart and not with all that uh, resentment. So it's it's not only um, service to God, but it's service to myself because I need to feel that I am able to approach you and I'm able to talk to you under normal circumstances. And this is who I am. And this is where, and I go with God's grace. Oh my God, do I go with God's grace? Think of God and think of kindness and, and, and it'll just lead you. And, and the freedom that is felt after that is just unbelievable. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Leah. Okay, we've got time for one more share. Someone would like to share. We got about two minutes. It is so quiet. Anne Marie M. Awesome. All right, Anne Marie, you take us out. Oh, okay. Hi. Right um, good morning, Melissa. Uh, good morning. This is Anne Marie M. Uh, gratefully recovered through God's grace. Um, in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So, um, you know, it was pointed out, I think it was the first share that pointed out that we are to fit ourselves into maximum service. Um, and I never had thought about that. It's, you know, it's not my doing. Um, I ask God, what is it that you want me to do? I, I write two-way prayers in the morning. And sometimes I write it even during the day when something comes up and I'm not sure and um, I need to sit quietly and that works for me. And I didn't realize, I think I am. I'm, I'm doing my best to fit myself to be of maximum service to God and the people about us. And as it was just mentioned, it's just not the people in OA or 12-step programs. It's my family. It's my daughter, my my husband. Um, it's people in in the supermarket. You know, I can always be looking to where I can be of of maximum service to God. Where am I going to fit myself today? It's amazing that I'm not in the food. It's um, because when I'm in the food, there's no way am I looking to serve anyone else. It might, I have blinders on when I'm in the food. You know, I go into the grocery shop, go, grocery store, and I'm looking for you know the, the candy aisle, and uh, that's about it. I remember, and I, you know, that's what it was like, and I don't have to live like that anymore through God's grace, really through God's grace. So, um, yeah, it's it's amazing, and I love being a servant of God. I I think of it like that. Um, I am here uh, to do His will, to please Him, and I pray that every day that I I do the best that I can with that, and every day is not it's not perfect. Um, but, uh, you know, I strive for it. And, and God knows, he knows me very well that um, I, I am wanting to do his will today. So, so very grateful to be here. And thanks for leading the meeting this morning, Melissa. Um, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks, Anne-Marie, for taking us out. Well, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for today, Monday, August 9th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 17520.
1-800-273-1520. And we will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Marge O. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Good morning, Marge. Press star one, Marge. We don't hear you. Hi. Sorry, got muted again. Good morning. Good morning. Marge O. from Massachusetts. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.